<laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Special guest for whatever face. Uh, Jerry Krause face Nick Redwood from the CT area. Yes, sir. Man. Pleasure to be on, bro. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Appreciate it. Uh, man, not a lot of people look forward to it for whatever reason. They feel like they don't know what to expect when they get up here. But we've hung out multiple times. I've done many drafts with you. I've won many drafts with you looking at that belt right now, actually. But, yeah, it's just a good time, man. A it, lot of a loose combo. Time. Great times, man. I've been actually jealous seeing other people do it, like George and a couple other people. So I, I listen occasionally, and I'm just, you know, glad to be here, man. Well, we're going to have some some fun. Uh, I don't want to say house cleaning, but how are you guys doing during everything? How's the fam? Like me? You talking to me personally? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, you, 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 brother. I'm good. I'm still working. My wife's at home working from home. Family's healthy. That's that's all I can, that's all I can ask for, man. So, how about you? We're 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 both working from home, schooling from home, doing everything from effing home. <laughs> so, <laughs> in New York, everything uh, they change the date on stuff opening up every week. So one day it's. Uh, by Resurrection Sunday, then the next day, it's by end of this day. So we're just adjusting to the times like everybody else. Yeah, man, it's, it's wild times right now, bro. Wild, wild, wild times. So I don't know. I work, I manage a retail, and <laughs> there's no, no place wilder right now um, than a retail environment in the setting I'm in every day. So um, there's no social distancing happening in my building when I get in there. So. <laughs> people just gonna spend their money and get their projects done so are you uh uh still going shopping are you having everything delivered uh via fresh direct or uh whatever the delivery grocery apps are nope i am the only person leaving the house to go shopping so i'm the only person at risk everyone else is safe and <laughs> so if anything happens to me i'm the only one that's gonna get quarantined so I'm on the front lines all day long. <laughs> Stop and shop multiple times, Walmart, whatever is needs to be done, man. Yeah, I've, I've taken on that. Uh, I, well, wear that hat in my house. Uh, <laughs> the one that's on the front lines. And to be honest with you, I don't mind it. Only thing that bothers me about that is me forgetting to take bags and everybody charging me. 99 cent to 2.99 for a bag and i i'm like every single time i forget like yeah we're not doing this anymore you guys <laughs> charging markup for bags great so yo that, that, that that's so cold to me man connecticut actually changed it they actually went back they reverted back to their um not not paying for bag things so that's been a little bit of relief but you know you got to keep your bags in your trunk man the big bags big christmas bags everything <laughs> I used to have the the big uh, I don't want to call them plastic Costco bags, but I used to have those oversized joints. And uh, when they started busting at the seams, I was like, "All right, maybe I should stop being cheap and just buy the doggone two ninety nine bag and just keep it in my car." Haven't done that yet, but eventually that's going to be the steps. Rather yeah, just yeah. carry everything like a real nigga to the car and be like, "I got it, I got it, man." My my breaking point was when I dropped a bunch of fruit <laughs> trying to be a G in the parking lot. <laughs> Apples busting everywhere, man. <laughs> People looking at me like, look at this dude dropping apples everywhere, yo. It was like a, uh, a fruit fight. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, that's one thing I have in uh, the produce. I'm still trying to figure out what that is and how we're going to be purchasing that. Uh, leave it up to me, nigga. My family will be eating dole fruit cups for the rest of our life, nigga. I'm like, they taste the same and they in syrup, so. They're good. They're non-perishables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's rough out here, man. I ain't going front. It's rough, man. It's like like I don't even know what I'm gonna do when we run out of like toilet paper, like, like just showering after. It's, I haven't even crossed that bridge, but I'm I'm just waiting for the day where I come in with the one ply stuff, and everybody looks at me like, "Oh, we we're on hard times for real, huh?" <laughs> it's coming, man. It's coming. They better hurry up. 
outside of being quarantined, have you had a chance to indulge in any of the uh, versus battles? I have, man, and I and you know what, man, it's just time has passed me by because them boys got some bangers, bangers. I got a, I, I took, I took, I took um the Timberland versus Swiss Beats one in for a little bit, like a month ago or something like that, mm. and I found a chance to get into the Babyface versus Teddy, and those boys got some heat, man, straight up heat. Did you see the um the attempt at the first <laughs> the first battle with Teddy and uh face? That's, that thing was that thing was a disaster, disaster. What what it showed me and uh, granted they're they're both legends, they're both uh, icons, uh, historical figures. Um, but nigga, we gonna get these jokes off. And that first battle, um, this nigga rented out a whole studio session with at least thirty to forty niggas, and not one person that could help him like. I felt so bad for Teddy. He was, just, he was just looking around, man. Just looking for somebody to throw him a, throw him a, a life raft. Just, hey, man, somebody <laughs> help me out. When, um, when, when Face threw that shot, when he was like, yeah, is there anybody here that can help you? And Face was like, nah, I'm here by myself. I'm practicing social distancing, nigga. I fell out. I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah. Trying to tell you, Teddy, less is more. And that was petty move too by face. Face is just like that was like low key petty move. Rabbit? What? Like why did he have forty people with him though? I don't get that. Like what's the point? <laughs> I think he was getting a show. Like he was doing a, a concert. I heard he was uh, asking for bread for that battle too, saying that they shouldn't do it for free. Man, listen, dude, you you getting exposure. People are listening to your music all over again, so that's your bread. Fam, you being introduced to probably an audience that have no idea who you are. None. And like you're streaming for the songs that you play are probably going to skyrocket because of this like one platform. Brother, that's all I listened to today was that stream. Was the entire like stream of like high five. Um that Foxy Brown record that he they did that was just incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like left and right, you forget how dope like these these guys are, man. So they get in streams from me through title. That's my title plug. <laughs> Please, yo. Um, I said Babyface needs to do an Apple commercial because when that nigga was just playing stuff and it was sounding fire through wired headphones, I was like, yeah, that nigga needs a he needs a commercial. You know, his, his, his production is so clean, bro. Like, oh, my God. It's like it's like digitally remastered through, like, <laughs> oh, my God. It sounds so different, like, through our phones than it did, like, back on CDs and tapes. You know what I'm saying? It's like. <laughs> Yo, that's 100%. And um, I saw a whole bunch of people. Uh, Rory from the Joe Budden podcast, he mentioned it a long time ago when the beats first started. He was like, Yo, oh, that whole studio setup. It's nice, but we don't get the music the same way you think you're hearing it in the studio. Like, we get muffled, broken-down version. Like, get a small little speaker, play the music through the speaker, and let us rock out like that. Because we everybody listens to it from their phone. You in a studio, so it has a much different approach to you. But for the listeners, like, nah, fam. This ain't it. That's crazy. This ain't it. And when, uh, when Teddy kept doing a, can you hear me? Can, can you hear me? And the jank was echoing. No, that's on your end. I think there's a there's a loop on your end. But the memes that have come out of this this first battle, nigga, probably some of the greatest things. I'm gonna say for 2020 because 2020 has been trash otherwise. But the memes from that first battle have given me enough to carry to at least July. Man, I, I, my thing is like. How are you that unprepared? I don't <laughs> like everyone's been talking about it, yo. It's not like someone just called you and said, Yo, he's on the phone, get up, nigga, let's go, let's go. It's like everyone's been ready for it. To be that unprepared as a professional icon is just like the side, you know, just I can't believe it. So, you know, shout out to Telly for all those uh those memes. <laughs> Yeah, the joint. <clears throat> the joint that that battle showed me was the importance of having social media, huh? 
What was that? You just took a drink? <laughs> no, nah, my, my, my buzzer rings. My, somebody was at my door. Food delivery, man. I told you, I ain't, in, I ain't into this. Gotta, I gotta support the, the people that's essential. Delivery people are essential. That's but, awesome. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was a real-time, like, Uber Eats <laughs> plug right there, or whatever you... Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was a, that was unintended, but hey, we're here now, so... It yeah. is it is what it is. So but, people um, wanted what did what did you order? Italian food. You're gonna be up late. Hey man, listen. You don't eat late, you don't got nothing else to do but sleep in late, go to sleep late. Yeah, nigga, this is to like the new norm. Anyhow. The um, <laughs> joint I took away from that battle is the importance of having uh, social media managers, if you're of the older generation, but also the engineer. How important an engineer can be for any artist. Yeah, probably a, a 12-year-old could have figured that out. <laughs> 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 yes. That's an old 55-year-old dude that was born in 1970 uh, trying to figure it all out. He's still walking around with them <laughs> looking crazy. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I just I saw it and I'm like, yo, this is terrible, man. This is just bad for both of them. Maybe Babyface was ready, but Teddy was like, he was like sipping on something. I don't know what he's doing, but he definitely was ready. Teddy's man's uh the the dancing background nigga. Uh <laughs> Yo, <laughs> when Spice Adams did his uh his replay and uh was making fun of Teddy and the background dancer, like you could just be like, "Fam, that wasn't needed." I get like the energy I was trying to bring. He was trying to put on a show, and Babyface was like, "Nigga, I'm gonna sit at my computer, and we gonna play these twenty hits, and I'm going to bed." <laughs> oh my god, bro, that's Yo. funny, man. When Babyface, when, when, when them niggas said, yeah, we're having technical difficulties, we're going to come back at 10.30, Babyface was like, nigga, who coming back at 10.30? I'm, I'm out. We going to do this a different day. I am out. Do you think Teddy was on the West Coast or something? Why he said that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 10.30, who wants to be up late listening to that music? 10.30. <laughs> like, what? And the gym is supposed to start at 9. We, so we already waiting hour and a half just the build up and you talking about some yeah we're gonna come back at 10 30 and then babyface flex when he was like yeah let's just play uh all new songs and teddy try act like he did him oh yeah yeah we just gonna um, we're gonna play the same song just to make it fair nigga babyface was like fam nah let's let's do new let's do new songs it was good man it was it's that dude's <laughs> he's definitely on the west coast Corey. for real yo. he was <laughs> like seven thirty, like San Diego time, and the baby face is late. Of course, he's like, "What? Nigga, that's like one o'clock here, <laughs> one a.m. Bugging." <laughs> Yo, when the actual battle happened, um, I didn't, I didn't give Babyface a lot of credit uh, because I'm like, from my recollection, this nigga just got ballads. Yes. That's all I know. Faces catalog to be like when I remember, like when I was doing a quick who might win. And then when a nigga started playing some of the up-tempo stuff, I'm like, dang, you did this? You yes, did Bobby that? Brown, right? That Bobby Brown joint, man. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. When he played that night one, I was like, oh, it's going to be a long night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it started kind of slow for me, just kind of like, the music, I'm like, yeah, I remember this. This was dope. But then it, then it just like, it just got better, man, over time. Do you, and they did got, you give an actual winner credit or were you just like, it, I, I'm happy we witnessed this? So I, I did choose a winner. Yeah, low key. Because I, I had a time to kind of like go through all the songs again. I'm, I'm going to pick Teddy, man. Teddy's got some heat, bro. Teddy's got heat. I don't How care what do you what do you, you uh, rank the final scorecard? <laughs> it was ten nine Riley. Okay, so you, you had him slightly. It was tight. Okay, it was tight. What you? Um, 
I got stuck because I had a lot of draws. Like there were a couple rounds I was like, nah, I can't choose a winner here. Nah, I can't choose a winner here. And what got me um, late in the rounds is when Teddy started bringing out the Mike and Janet stuff. And I was like, oh, nigga. Yes, that's what that's what did it for me, man. That's what really did it for me. Like a lot of other stuff I knew about, like and forget it. And you no, know, because it's been so long since you listened to the stuff. <laughs> and then you realize and you're looking like, damn, he did that song back like 30 years ago, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. When that nigga started bringing out the Mike and Jen and stuff, I was like, oh, and this is where he pulls away. And then uh when um his joint cut out and then Face was like, yeah, I'm going to play my white songs and got into the Eric Clapton. I'm like, oh, range. Okay. That nigga pulled up from Steph, Steph deep. Like he, like he, like he's showing that he's working with all races, just, just, just all around from like, he's not just working with black people in the hood. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting Tony. I'm like, yeah, if you don't play Tony, I'm a, I'm a feel a type of way. I was expecting Tony. I wasn't exper- expecting Eric Clapton. I wasn't expecting, and I'm glad that we got it from both of them. I wasn't expecting them to actually get on and play the live versions of uh, certain songs, like like Filler, when they were waiting for the other person to get back in. I thought that was pretty dope. They, they got some stuff, man. It's, the, 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 if When you go to Michael Jackson, bro, listen, when you go to Michael Jackson, you, you show people that you work with MJ successfully. Not just like say hey, I did a I did a track with him. When you work with MZ on, on on Dangerous and or whatever that damn joint, <sighs> stupid. Fam, like Blood on the Dance Floor, it came at a later time, but that was one of my like <laughs> recent MJ joints that I was like, oh nah, this joint is hard. And when he started playing it, I'm like, nah, no way, this nigga did this too. <laughs> and then you have to go looking, right? Fam, like yeah. when he when he started playing um what was it? Um keep it in the closet. I was like, okay, okay. When he played um the remix to Janet and then he played Jam, I'm like, this nigga really worked with like it's not like oh I did a track with Mike. No, nigga, I, I did some stuff. Nah, he did some classic joints, not just hey, you know, I I ran I hung out with Janet and Mike. Like nah, we we ran billboards for a minute. Would would you have rathered um, Teddy versus Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, or you're good with Teddy and Baby? Um, t- Teddy and Baby, because I mean, for me, Babyface was has to show that he, you know, obviously as a as a singer songwriter, he's the man. But you don't realize that a lot of these guys do co-producing and writing and all this stuff, but behind the scenes. And not being seen and, you know, building these groups and that stuff I grew up on, bro. That's like, it brought me back, like brought me back. Teddy Jam probably wouldn't do it for me so much, but Babyface did it for me. Yeah, the um, the Babyface joint after the, like the, I watched the, a trailer leading up to the battle. And as a kid, I don't necessarily remember, um, I don't remember Babyface records I remember Babyface getting a bunch of awards, though. Like, and when I watched the trailers, I'm like, yeah, I always kept saying when I was younger, whoever this Babyface nigga is, he's always winning awards. And as I grew older and realized, like, who he was and what he wrote for and stuff, like, stuff he produced for, I was like, God dang, no wonder he getting all these awards. He everywhere, basically. Yeah, that dude, he's a smooth criminal, man, literally. (laughs) <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah, you see. Hi-yo. Uh-oh. <laughs> criminal, man. Like, you know, there's other stories behind that. But like I said, man, that dude makes phenomenal music. And for me, like, just hearing Teddy, the rum shaker, like, like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I... Posted in that uh, the chat, I said, "Oh, these niggas trying to make sure there's Rona babies for real." Because again, there was another audience that may have never heard those songs or knew that they were accredited to these two people. So this nigga throwing um, "I'll Make Love to You" and some other joints on "Do Me." I'm like, "Fam, all right, y'all really trying to get niggas pregnant during this uh here Rona, bro." If I was, if I haven't been working, man, there's a good chance <laughs> I might add to the family, bro. Because <laughs> 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 you know, 
<laughs> my 12 hour days at work because God, I make love to you, boys to men, bro. Are you kidding Fam. me? If it ain't if it ain't on your 2 a.m. playlist or your uh GTD playlist, get the draws playlist. I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, but that's gotta be there. Without questions. 2 a.m. man, you got kids, bro. <laughs> It, it was named 2 a.m. a long time ago, and I just never changed it. But it, GTD, man, get the draws. If that's the playlist you want to name it, GTD, whatever. <laughs> the panty droppers, man. <laughs> I think there's a there's a there's a couple of playlists called panty droppers. But all right, we're, we just stumbled into a quick question that uh, I wasn't planning on. But what's your top three? Songs they gotta go on your list. Oh, like right now, like away from the um the Teddy Riley versus uh this battle joint. Yeah, just just top three songs that you would put on if you were making that playlist right now. What's the top three songs that you would be like? Oh, nah, for sure, this has to go on here if nothing else. Okay, so like I'm a genuine fan, so for me, it's like so anxious would probably be one of my favorite ones to put on there. Okay, I am a genuine fan as well. Yeah, I love so slow anxious man. That's one of my joints. I don't want to get too like sappy, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so anxious. Um, uh, that Jodeci joint, let me lick you up and down. That joint right there yep. is dope. And I love, I'll make love to you, man. The, the way the boys, the men, <laughs> I was a young dude when that song came out, so I was, I didn't know what they're talking about until like last year. Or so, same. <laughs> Same, yeah, right? like I was young singing that song, no, not knowing what the heck they were talking about. When I got <laughs> of age, I was like, "Oh, these niggas was talking about getting it in." <laughs> okay. And, and how about you, man? Go ahead. Um, for me, um, Beyonce's uh, "Rocket Spaceship." Oh. <laughs> she was. Yo, that's when Beyonce like really like stepped out of her like comfort zone, bro. Yeah, let you niggas know I'm grown, I'm married, and grown. me and my husband do to do. Yo, you gonna say his name? His name ain't no do to do. How about you, yo? Oh, um, Tank, when we? Yeah, that's the thing, y'all. I was talking some. Yo, I'm I'm gonna admit something to you. I don't know a lot of Tank songs. I I gotta like re up. I don't, I just never like happened with me. I don't know. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me give you the short version of it so you can. Hold on. I'm here, I'm here. I'm just trying to. Stop it. All right, here we go. When we just a little sample. All right, let me stop that for my wife coming here thinking I'm trying to set the mood. Are, are the kids sleeping, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they should be. Yeah, I'm. T- I'm trying to tell you when we. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to tell you. And um, yo, he's not even being passive with it. It's just like, yo, when we, you know, we do yeah. this, we do. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Rocket. When we and Chris Brown take you down, fam. That if I had to start it with three songs and fill it with some other stuff, those would be my three must-haves. Yeah, and I'd, pro- I'd probably add like maybe that Aaliyah song too, like Rock the Boat. I like I love the Rock the Boat, yo. Like yes, that's so dope to me, man. Rest in peace, Leah. But that's probably another one. I do an honorable mention for that one. <clears throat> Yeah, my honorable mention. You said you're a genuine guy. I don't know how you don't have pony on your. Uh... <laughs> you said so anxious, but nigga, so anxious for me, man. That's that's the joint. Well, yeah. Um, from playlists and verses, uh, dancing and all that stuff 
to the last dance with Mike. I was really happy about this. Segue, uh, bro. That was a dope segue. Take notes now. I'm working on it. I'm working. Take notes. <laughs> nah, but uh, last dance, uh, 10-part docuseries. Um, come on, man. Give me your takeaways. Give, give, me, give it to me. Give it to me. Don't feel like you got to hold back. Let me hear I'm it. Not. I'm I'm so excited, yo. Like, like I can like talk about this. Bro, I really wanted them to just run the whole thing like Sunday night. I didn't want to go to sleep. I didn't want it to end. I I didn't realize they hated Kraus so much. I love the way they were clowning him. <laughs> oh, that was just so real to me. I was like, yo, man, are you taking pills to be that short or to just diet pills? Like, which one? <laughs> I mean, this is a company. Who else can get away with that but Michael Jordan, yo? Like, what? Ask that nigga if you want us to lower the um lower the rim. You want to do layup line with us? We'll we'll lower the rim for you. Yes, that's called equity. When you win three titles, you have equity. Like you can say what you want to say. <laughs> God, I couldn't believe it, yo. I was like, yo, this is so raw to me, yo. And I grew up in that era, so we didn't see any of that because social media wasn't around to even to take digest any of that. So a lot of that stuff happened, and we never heard about it until now. Which is refreshing, you see what I'm saying? It's like it's, you're living it all over again, bro. I was like a kid in a candy shop. It, that that doc made me realize um, I didn't, and it it was perfect timing. My birth and Jordan's uh, NBA reign. I missed his rookie stuff up until the first ring, yeah. and I was able to watch from the first ring till the. Uh, Wizards retirement and Sean Marion still on the uh trying to make uh make him miss the last shot to get the all star MVP his last joint like <laughs> so that. that whole like I remember that joint brought back so many memories of just me watching the Bulls for that first um three peat mm-hmm. his little uh I'm gonna do air quotes and say baseball break um yeah. And then the the second three peat, but I did see a meme that said um, Space Jam makes more sense when you realize that Jerry Cross looks like Mr. Swackhammer, the um, owner of the Monstars. <laughs> that's not, not coincidence. That's 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 the genius of Michael, man. That's, that's, that's like that's what it is. If you think about it, that's exactly that's exactly who he looks like. Not <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Fam, um, just seeing like uh, for me watching Mike be candid about that time and him talking like just because one, it took 20 years for the damn thing to be greenlit by him. I don't know why he uh, waited so long for it. I guess he was probably more concerned with the way it was going to make him and other people look but whatever exactly exactly why he he didn't want it to look that way because they because he never really barked at people during the games he barked at people during the practice when he was challenging and he didn't want to come out in that light um as far as being a bully or whatever he is but he's a leader man that dude he's a dog man he, bro I, I got so much i want to add to this Corey, if you look at the the video now right how he approaches everything he never took a play off even in practice, yo. It was just crazy to see that type of intensity. Like, there's no downtime for the man. No downtime for him, yo. That was just crazy to see that type of intensity through everything. You know what it made me? Um, It made me miss uh, Kobe being Bryant because you saw what he was chasing after. Yep, exactly. You saw, yeah. like, we can be like, oh, Mike's the greatest, blah, 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 blah. But you saw, like, through the way Kobe played the game and the same no plays off, all yep. intensity. Like, I remember I was telling my um, telling my friends, I'm like, yeah, there was there was this practice when Kobe was barking at um, Swaggy P and the rest of the team saying, y'all suck. No wonder y'all need me playing because y'all suck. Damn. And then telling, <laughs> telling the team after they lost, everybody that was wearing Kobe's to take them off, like, you you can see what he was chasing, and for 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 me, 
Mike being cut from that team was probably the best thing to happen for him. We wouldn't get Michael Jordan if he's not cut from that um that <laughs> high school team. I don't know. So, well, well, in a way, I think we would have because, well, eh, maybe not. I think you're right because that whole thing he said, if you want to challenge Mike, tell him he won't be good at anything, kind of was obviously set the stage for, you know, obviously who he is now or was or who he became, right? Yeah, Mom Duke said um, that that summer where he got cut, he cried, and then he said, "I'm gonna work twice as hard to make sure I make the team next time." And that's we get Michael Jeffrey Jordan because the coach played him, so to speak. But I laughed because I said, "Oh, same team that cut him is now sponsored by him," and I, I thought that was just the pettiest thing. That uh, MJ could do like, yeah. So, so, so what you cut me, nigga? Now I'm sponsoring the whole school. Yo, so here's the here's the other petty part about it. So Darren Ravel, if you follow, follow Darren Ravel on Twitter, do so. If you don't do it, do it right now. So he he posted something other day on Twitter where Michael Jordan, when he checks into a hotel, he checks in as the name of the person that beat him when he got cut. Literally. That's crazy. <clears throat> That's crazy to me, man. Yeah, that nigga's petty, petty. It's so much to unpack from the last dance, man. Just, <laughs> just, just the Scotty Pippen contract. That nigga oh, was on raping you records. Scotty was signed to raping you records. Shout out to D Block. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga. You can't run from a refrigerator falling from a skyscraper. That's probably one of the greatest rants in Hot 97 history outside of uh, Mace. Betha, is that you? You, Betha? But for the niggas not in New York and don't know what we're talking about, Hot 97 is a great uh, radio show that's out here. It's probably syndicated where you are now, but when Angie Martinez used to work over there, there was some really great interviews. And those were two of the better interviews where D Block went up there trying to get their publishing from Puff and mm-hmm. Dipset went up there talking about how they ran Mace to Atlanta. So if you haven't watched it, YouTube them, but yeah, Raping You Records, that nigga Scotty Pippen, seven years for 18 mil. What's that like? A thousand dollars a year? <laughs> Fam. When Mike was making 33 for the one year, Scott was locked in a seven-year, 18-mil deal. And this was being, like, a top-five player, too. Like, I, 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 I'm I, I can't even do the math on that. What's the math on that? Seven, 30 to one? What? what? He was making less than two mil a year. Um, his, his, when... That was after winning five championships, going for the sixth championship. This man was making less than two some two mil a year. Yo, but be real though, I don't remember that. Like even that being a part of it, where you know they were talking about contracts back then, because obviously contracts weren't really inflated. People were getting paid, and that's it, right? I don't remember that. But hear hear those numbers now, and understand that when you put it in perspective, where he was the hundred and twenty second person paid in the league and the 122nd person paid in the league today is Andre Andre Robertson is just like what <laughs> <laughs> he's a top 50 greatest player why yeah, yeah. man I could just hate a grouse I would hate him too because hey, Scotty wasn't no fucking summer up either fam <laughs> nah I'm, he, that, and that's probably what and nah he said it him taking yeah. that extra time was like fam Y'all niggas don't care about me. Like, hell no. We want, but I, I will say, um, Jamel Hill brought up the fact that you got to remember he came from like nothing in the South. And, um, yeah. Yeah. His thing was just trying to make sure he had the financial security to take care of him and all 12 of his siblings and mom and dad. But he did. But I mean, it's, it's, it's admirable. I get it. At the time, someone throw 18 million at you, it's, it's a lot of money. But when MJ's making, you know, 33 million, 36 million a year, 
so someone's got to sit back and say, wait a second, this ain't right, right? I mean, it's just common sense. They're all smart players. You know what I think um, when Jamel said that what it brought to memory to me was or not even memory. What the thought came to me was maybe Scotty didn't feel he had the voice that Mike had. If Mike would have brought. But then again, that's you negotiating your own contract. That's not. Oh, well, let me bring somebody else in to help negotiate for me. But I, I feel like if Scotty would have he was more concerned about being let go than fighting. And getting a, a a better deal because I would have been in there like, fam, how many rings y'all got? How many how many I've been a part of? Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this bread. Give me something respectable. I ain't asking for Jordan money, but you shouldn't look at me stupid if I do ask for Jordan money. You shouldn't. And even like you know what too, he he almost was like they knew they were gonna let him go because at the ring ceremony he was like, oh. Turkey jerky and he's crying and like you know the best place I ever played and I'm like wait a minute you just won five rings bro why are you like <laughs> you're supposed to be like yo I ain't coming back till they pay me simple as that like, I'm not gonna be like that because he like he just threw in a towel it felt like at that ring ceremony man after winning five titles and they were questioning Jordan after winning five titles and he is gonna keep the team together and he had to question answer that question right after winning the chip like what who does that the joint that um out. Forever, forever. Yeah, I was about to speak English. Forever respect Mike for is him saying. <laughs> I, I'll respect Mike forever for saying, whenever you mention Michael Jordan, you mention Scottie Pippen, and that's the that's truth. That's the truth. Is is peanut butter and jelly? You you can't say nobody talks about Pippen on a Blazers, even though that was a good team. Nobody really talks about that, or him on a Rockets. Nobody, Rockets. nobody cares. Nobody exactly. cares. When you when you mention Michael Jordan's name, Scottie Pippen's attached at the hip. At the hip, and that's, he said it. He's like, I didn't win without Pippen, and that's just it. And, and if you're gonna mention my name, you better mention uh, Scottie's name right with me. So that's it, man. That was that, that was the validation that you know that should have happened many, many, many years ago. Though you know what I mean, it shouldn't have just happened now. Like he should have been said that. Yo, when uh that uh. That Celtic series when he gave homeboy 43 and then the next night told the reporter, tell DJ I got something for him and then give the nigga 69. <laughs> Fam. <laughs> Fam. Yo. <laughs> Yo, you know what the best parts of those videos are? The sneakers, Corey. Like I was that's all I was. I was just like, <laughs> like I was just sneakers after sneakers. I'm like, yo, these are sneakers like. People are like just fighting over now that we just had like a dime a dozen for man. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, I saw on your speaking of sneakers, I saw on uh I think you posted on Snap that that Nike deal that he had, the three things that he needed to do in order to keep his deal, which was either win the rookie of the year, get did that, um, become an all star, get playing all star game, average twenty points, did, did it. it, and then so um. Four million dollars. What was the time frame though? Just four million in shoe. It wasn't no time frame. Just four million in shoe in shoe sales, and he sold seventy five million like his first year, his first <laughs> month, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see that? Uh. And and talking about shoe deals, um, Magic Johnson said when he first came in the league, Converse and Nike were offering him deals, but Nike told him. They didn't have the money to pay him. They would give him stock options. And wow. he he turned Nike down because he was like, if I can't hold if I can't physically hold the cash, I don't see it. So he signed with Converse and he was basically saying he kicks himself now because if he looks at what that stock would be to the, today, he said he gets mad every time he walks by the Nike store. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> he wanted he wanted. Hey, straight cash, homie. Want <laughs> <laughs> straight cash, man? So hey, money's power. So he didn't see it at the time. So Ma Magic got plenty of money, man. He out here buying baseball tickets. He needs to shut up. Yeah, he got money now because Magic theaters and Starbucks and everything else he got his hand in. But um, what I also found crazy about that last dance was uh. Bob Knight saying before Mike even stepped in an NBA court, this is arguably the, the best player in the, um, in the game. No. What about no, 
No, my favorite quote at night, Corey, was when he said the Blazers said that said they wanted a big man. He said, "No, draft Jordan and put him at center." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That Sam Bowie, I, I'm sure them niggas in Portland to this day are like, why? Why? Why Sam Bowie? Yo, he didn't even look the part. Like, how do you drive? <laughs> Yo, the crazy part is Michael spent three years in Chapel Hill. He came off a player of the year in Chapel Hill. And they still, <laughs> like, it was all there. It was all there, man, for them to put up taken. And, and it would just change everything forever in Portland. Everything. Roy Williams saying uh, when Mike told him he wasn't going to practice, he said, oh, excuse me. I thought you told me you wanted to be the best player here. Like, <laughs> and like just seeing, it's almost like a, a Quentin Tarantino film. Like, we saw the ending of what Mike turned out, how he turned out. But to go to the beginning and, like, see, like, you had Roy saying, nah, fam, you got to work. Like, don't take no days off. And now looking back, like my, I kept going back and forth, like, fam, he sponsors North Carolina. <laughs> like he does. This is Kirk. He's got his he's got his knuckles in everything, man. He's a dude. <laughs> fam, like, and just Demir, like you saying to yourself, I wanna be this. And then to see it happen. Yeah. I just see it to see it like all the fruits of the labor just and him end up being literally the goat. It's 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 amazing. And the, the recall of like all these coaches and players, like there's sometimes I could barely remember what I did at Christmas time. These guys are recalling stuff <laughs> 1981, 82, and telling it like it was like yesterday about Michael Jordan and this dude. I I found that amazing for them to just draw up on that right away like that and just and just and just deliver it, man. And, and I was like, wow, how do you remember stuff like that? From, from that long ago, because it's hard to do it. It's really hard to do it, and they just—I guess that's why they're great. They need that type of recall. It's a talent because you know the recall a play he drew up or what he did in practice that one day or what happened in practice here in 1992 against this team. Against I'm like, wow, it was. It was I, I just didn't want it to end. <laughs> Fam, I didn't want it to end either. But to that point, have you ever watched um, Peyton's places on ESPN Plus? Once in the blue. Once in the blue. Okay. One of the thing one of the episodes, um one of the episodes that bugged me out was him talking to Ray Lewis and hearing these two guys who I watch play chess every time the Colts and Ravens played each other, um, them recalling plays to a T. Ray Lewis would be like, Yeah, remember when you threw it on third down to um Pierre Garcon? It was a, like a slant pass across the middle. And Peyton was like, yep, like like just their mindset to recall certain Everything. stuff. Peyton was saying how um in Denver one year he remembered a play that they ran in Tennessee that they scored off of, and he gave that to the offensive coordinator. Like he was sitting in practice and he remembered the play that they ran in Tennessee. This is years removed from Tennessee. He remembered the formation, how how, how everything was lined up, the hard count and all that other stuff. Gave it to the offensive coordinator and actually worked in the NFL. But I'm like, how does your brain even function to recall stuff that far back? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's that recall, man. It, the great ones got it. That, that's what you need to be able to like, re regurgitate it, bring it down, bring it back up <laughs> when you need it, and just and go hard, man. Those are the great ones. And then, there's no surprise that you just said two Hall of Famers, Peyton Man and then Ray Lewis. Simple as that. Fam. Uh, Ray was saying like how he just uh, he he studied the game. He became a fan of the game uh, by watching Peyton and watching like how he uh, controlled offenses. And he kept saying, "I got to beat this guy. I got to beat this guy." And that was the driving factor. Every time he went to a film film study, like anytime he faced an opponent, it was "I got to beat this guy." And he would watch film all week, and he recalled uh one specific play when Tampa Bay, uh, they had ran this, they ran this play three weeks in a row. And he was like, nah, they're not that stupid to run that play against us. And he said, <laughs> he saw the formation and he said, he said, I knew if I undercut it, I could intercept it, but I didn't want to intercept it. I wanted to knock this guy's head off and make him know you don't ever, you don't ever come across the middle when Ray Lewis is here. And I was like, God damn. 
Like he literally just made the decision. I want to kill this man before I take the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather kill you than just to take the ball, get the interception. No, I want you to know how bad a decision this was and to give you a life lesson. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Teach Ray is something else, man. But, but yo, I got a question for you. Maybe maybe you can do a poll or something like that. Just like maybe like polls your audience to be like, hey, how many people went on the internet after watching the last games looking for Jordans to buy? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was up until like 2 a.m. looking for Jordans, man. <laughs> Which ones? Or just any ones? Any ones. I really wanted the 13s because I saw 13s a lot. His boys were wearing the 13s. He was rocking the 13s. And I'm like, yo, them 13s are crazy. Oh, this is, I was looking. <laughs> You know, when when they show all old game footage, now I look back and look at what sneakers he was wearing. But at the time, I don't think I ever was concerned with what sneakers he was wearing. Like, No, me neither. I could care less. Didn't matter to me. But now when they play the drinks back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to see those. Yeah, let me, the flu games. Yeah, let me see those. Yeah, those patent leather 11s when he first wore them. Fam. Air Force, the Air Jordan, the Air Jordan one, the OGs, and that dude got some heat, man. I was, I was on East Bay, I was everywhere looking for kicks. You know, all my size thirteens were out. Yeah, man, StockX or uh, Goat. This is not plugs for him, but hey, since we're here, StockX or Goat. I don't got StockX money, dog. <laughs> Neither do I. But if you're looking for him, that's usually where you can find them. I'm not buying no drawers for no 400. No. <laughs> Ain't happening. Um, I can't wait for uh, the other episodes. I'm glad they're doing two at a time. And not just uh, one episode and us to death. I'm glad they're doing two at a time. Um, I'm interested to see the Dennis Rodman take and then... Uh, I saw Isaiah had a little interview on it too. I want to know because there was some beef between Mike and Isaiah. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Isaiah much. If it's a Jordan thing, you're not going to see Isaiah in his ugly ass suits. <laughs> <laughs> that Speak- suit, Speaking of, I, well, Jordan wasn't the most fashionable person either, which is crazy for somebody who was a billionaire. Um, <laughs> freaking. Isaiah, the dream team, and hearing stories about how Mike uh, basically had Isaiah banned from the dream team, but hearing uh, Magic and Bird say the first day of practice, Mike walked in, and he said there's a new sheriff in town, and he wanted to play uh, basically the B squad against Bird, Magic, and all those other guys. This was before he won his first ring, walked in, took the B squad, and basically gave these niggas work and practice. And it showed because they were blowing, the, the dream team was blowing niggas out by 100 or so points. <laughs> Poor Nigeria. Super <laughs> <laughs> dude, man. Getting served. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching the dream team play like, this. is this a video game? Like, these niggas are like, it's not even close. Nah, man. The basketball was so behind in the world. Like back when the dream team stepped up, man, I was just it was just crazy. It was crazy to see it. It's crazy to see him like take the league over. The, the old the old guys with the bad backs, uh, with Bird and Magic still had a little gas in the tank and he just came in and just like, man, well, Magic they didn't want me to go, man. They shoot this. Hey man, you gotta take it. So <clears throat> There's a lot of there's a lot of legends that don't have rings because Mike chose not chose Mike played in the year that they, they were playing in, and that's just it. There's a, a lot of people: Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton, um, Patrick Ewan. I didn't even want to say his name, but whatever. <laughs> uh, just somebody not to hear me say his name, but anyway, Patrick Ewan, like. And the only reason why a team ate those two years is because Michael was playing baseball. That's the only reason why. Because if that was the case, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, say it. But I mean, he would probably want eight titles. Who's gonna Fam, could you imagine if that were the case? Because he, they won three. He took a ill-advised, again quotes, baseball break, and then came back and won three more. Like, could you imagine if he stayed? 
in the game for those two years. Like, that's the crazy part is the nigga clearly really, he could have went 8 0. Brother, the they were years. They weren't like just years. They were prime years. They were literally prime years. Prime years, bro. So it's, it's, I don't, I don't get it. I would never be able to explain it, but they were, those were prime years, man. Yeah, man. The niggas was uh, all in on, on that Chicago team. They didn't lose nothing. They just, just added to what they had. And it was like, how do you beat these niggas? As long as, long as you had the shooters, the shooters around them and, and Mike with the hunger and Pippen with that defense and and looking at bum ass Bill Winnington and Luke Law. And Bill Winnington? And Will Purdue? Really? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, speaking of all in, did you see the uh this all in challenge that the celebrities are doing? Yeah, I took I took a peek at it today, man. It's it's I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Anytime the celebrities put their hands on something, I'm like I'm not sure how I feel about it. What what's your what's your uh, hesitancy about the, the whole thing? Because I have my reserves too, but the overall <laughs> idea I think is dope. I mean, we know you have money, we know you have power. What took you so long? That's always my thing. What took you so long? It's been locked down for 45 days. What took your ass so long? <laughs> like, like Justin Bieber looking crazy. He had like an oversized coat on on a lawn chair. I don't even know what the f- he's doing. It's just like, okay, enough is enough. We we know when you guys get behind something and 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 leverage your power and your money and everyone come together and form together. It's but I, I won't say a little too late, but you should have been doing this already, in my opinion. Like from the beginning, support the support the whole thing. You know what gets me is like, okay, if you're raising money for this cause, and not to say because we don't know if they've done it already, but why haven't you just given money? Ah, there you go. That's the that's the big one. Like, why would why do I need to auction off or or whatever raise money to hear Justin Bieber come sing a song in my town? Like, why the fuck? Just just give us the money. You got the. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my language, man. You nah, man. Get- you're good up here. All that stuff is good. You're good up here. There's there's people like suffering like for the last 36 days. Like, <laughs> then you gonna throw them just like a bone? Get out of here with that bullshit, yo. Yeah, they you raising a hundred mil, and I get it. You're raising a hundred mil to feed families that are in need. I get that you're raising the money, but you're raising it from people who don't necessarily got it right now. So like. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna who's gonna go donate money? Like it's backwards thinking. Like <laughs> what? Nobody's gonna donate money. It's like millionaires just coming together and like pretty much washing each other's hands because that's the only people that's gonna give the money is people with the money, right? And that's the thing that pisses me off because they're like, um, I was watching. I think it's the the Sixers owner who came up with the idea, and he was like, oh well, we got um, the celebrity packages, and we have like stuff all the way down to like. 10 and 20 dollars that people can bid on but it's like fam all right well <clears throat> you're raising money to help families in need but all i kept thinking about every time i see a celebrity post what their uh their their prize is whatever have him like oh okay that's only gonna be some other rich person that gets that nobody that actually can benefit from it like it's not attainable by by by, by the people that really need it it's not attainable at all nope Meat giving away fams. It's like, bro, what I'm gonna do with a phantom taxes paid for, a car note paid for. What I'm gonna do with your phantom is a tax write off, meek. Like, come on, was it meat giving away the phantom? That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, meek. Like, you you don't got nothing else. That's what you you gonna give away your own phantom, okay? Because that don't scream sketchy, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, go to go to shop right, buy the whole store for the day. Have them close the doors and bring families in there to do their grocery shopping. Feed people. All people want to do is eat. They don't want a car. They don't want a concert. They want Lysol wipes, bleach, food. Like, come on, man. Like, people out there really struggling. Nobody has jobs right now. There's like 100 million people right now without jobs. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but my point is, is like, they don't need that. Yeah. They need, like, they need, like, as everyone is saying, they need the essentials. 
they need like toilet paper, water, milk, cereal. There's, I mean, there's, there's kids that you gotta like line up to go get school lunches, man. That just breaks my heart hearing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on, like don't do that. <clears throat> then wear free fitted to something. What a phantom! Get out of here, man. All right, I, I, nobody I'm, can start with anyway. Who's gonna be able to drive a phantom? <laughs> that's my thing. Like, okay, you're giving me a phantom, and I always used to say that when they when they gave away cars on different talk shows. I'm like, but what's the underlying cost? You, you're telling me I have a free car, but what else do I need to pay for? Like, taxes. Is it is it mileage? Is it like what what am I responsible for at the end of it? <laughs> Did you say mileage? The nigga. <laughs> 10,000 miles, nigga. You're like, I don't know if your car is leased or not. You tell him you're giving me a car. I don't know. <laughs> no, he said in one of his songs he paid for his he paid for his phantom, so I don't know, man. <laughs> oh yeah, when they got that as the daughter that was ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got that as Martin, I was finished. <laughs> yeah, well. But that does bring up uh going back to MJ, that does bring up a funny story of a CP3 at a camp with MJ, and he told the camp, the whole camp, that every kid would get Jordans if Jordan missed a shot. That nigga made every shot around the world. <laughs> like, hell no, I ain't giving y'all free sneaker. You kidding me? If I miss one shot, that nigga made every shot. That's like playing uh, beer pong with MJ, man. You're going to leave with alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even fair, yo. Get out of here, yo. I would love to see him play beer pong now. I want to see if he's good at beer pong. I'm sure once he gets the hang of it with the uh the the pong balls. Shoot. MJ playing bear pong is like the only one I could probably withstand is like Method Man and Red Man, because the dudes can drink. Gotta be some sort of heavy drinker. Nick Nolte or somebody. <laughs> Bring back my man Jim Belushi from the dead, man. Let him let him uh have a shot. Just best believe you're gonna be drinking some beer that night. <laughs> have you ever uh, played beer pong without beer and st- up the ante? I have, yes. How many times were you? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, you get you get there quicker. And that you you get to that to the bottom of the, to the barrel quicker than, than the bear. The bear is like you use the cheap watered down stuff until you start going to the white or the brown. Forget it. And you and you see, you know, I like to sip a little bit too. So <laughs> listen, it's the express train, man. Nobody wants to ride the local train to get to a destination. That's the terminology I was looking for. This express train. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I do appreciate you coming up here and just uh, kicking back. I will. We we have to do this again. Um, you got it. You, we we have to do this again. What shows are you uh, watching while quarantine, or did you finish Netflix? No. So you know I'm working a lot. I told you that. So I'm a Survivor guy. I love Survivor. Um, that's really all I'm watching now. Um, I'm not really watching too much right now because you know I come home. I'm with the family, hanging out. You know, trying to do these things, but. Um, I'm not missing this last dance for nobody. I'm watching it live every week. <laughs> I'll be work early if I have to because I want to catch it live. I don't want to hear about it on Twitter or Facebook. I want to catch it live so they can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Sunday I was out my house at 8.30 and I kept saying I need to be in front of a TV by 9. By 9, that's all I care about. I need to be in front of a TV by 9. That's it. That's that's it. That's really all I'm watching. What about you, man? What are you doing? Um, the joint that I recently got put on to because everybody's been talking about it is Black AF. Really? On Netflix. Yeah. The uh writer of Blackish and a whole bunch of other shows and Girls Trip and things like that. He's pretty much doing a show about his life. <clears throat> yeah. And it's just called Black AF. It's pretty much the same concept. If you like blackish, you're probably gonna yeah. like black it's, AF. It's, it's the same kind of concept too, right? It's about the life of Bob. It's obviously the the wife, Sunshine, or Sunny, whatever they call her. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. That sounds good. 
Yeah, it's not. It's it's thirty minutes. Um, and I think they only get like eight episodes, but it's on Netflix. If you got some time, uh, yeah, you you can start it up thirty minutes. You probably breeze through it in a short little while. But yeah, I got a, I got a I got a crazy ass little six year old running around my house every day. So anytime I turn the show on, it's like no good. Man, listen. Um, yeah. I've been playing Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles since I've been home from quarantine. I think my son is going to think, I think he thinks I got fired or something because that nigga's just like, Daddy, let's do this. Like, you're not going to work? Oh, nigga, let's turn up. (laughs) In pajamas all day. (laughs) Pajamas all day. He tells me I'm Leonardo, he's Raphael, and we got to fight bad guys. So that's, that's, been our thing while I've, we've been quarantined and I'm like told my wife the other day I'm like fam I, I don't want to tell him daddy's tired but because he ain't gonna understand nigga tired you don't care what you talking tired. about Why? you working nigga <laughs> you home <laughs> what you tired for <laughs> well yeah that, that's what we've been doing uh oranges and turtles huh I said, you be in the shower, he just stand there. Which one, the red one or the black one? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I come out, I come out, I come out my house, my, my room the other day. I see my son, he's dressed as a half horse, a, a red Power Ranger, and a police officer, yo, all at one. I'm like, yo, this, this is gonna be a long accident. <laughs> yo, he has a half horse costume. I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on in my house, man? It's it's just crazy right now. It's gonna be a long summer. <laughs> They're not going back to school, so <laughs> I don't know. Man. It's gonna be yeah, it, it's gonna be a really long summer. Uh, hopefully, stuff is opened up by the summer. And when I say stuff, I mean just like restaurants. I miss just going. I, I said, yo, it'd be nice to just go to a brunch. Everything is takeout. I, I just want to go yeah. to a brunch. Want to calm down. So. I just want to go to these. It's bottomless, bottomless chips. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Chili's, man. Chili's in Wallingford, Connecticut. That's all I want. Just Chili's, man. That's it. I'm not asking for too much, Mr. Governor. That's it. One note before we go. I'm sure you saw the Bleacher Report notes, but uh, Gronk in Tampa. How do you feel about it? Yo, I saw that real quick, and I, like, I breezed over it because I was just trying to like, get into the house and eat my dinner and, like, I had like a, a time frame with you, so I'm like, whatever. That's crazy, yo. Yeah, I, I want, and they were already I stacked. I don't have nothing for you right now. I'm sorry, but I'm like, yo, what? Yeah, I? I, listen, I ain't got much either, but yo, that team is stacked. What? That team is stacked. Oh my God. <laughs> Brady had a plan, man. Brady had a plan. He had a plan, man. Yeah. Well, he's sticking it to Bill right now. That's what he's doing. Uh, even with a plan, you still got to beat Mahomes and those boys in Kansas City. So it's gonna be tough. But hey, he, he's got the weapons around him, man. If, if he can get Gronk, that running game, um, Mike Evans, oof. Chris Godwin, yeah, it's it's a squad out there. It's a squad. Bruce Arians in that in that in that offense that he runs, oh. They just gotta be able to stop some people because Christian McGaffrey just got paid. Oh, the Falcons got better. Uh, New Orleans not so much. They took a step back, I think, in my opinion, because I think I think Breeze is gonna fall off the, the wagon this year because he mm-hmm. can't throw it off before. So I think Tampa's ready, man. I think Tampa's definitely ready. We'll see. Uh yeah. watch that. Let's see if it's really just kind of like just some smoke or is there really some fire to it. Nah, I, I hear you hundred percent. Uh, I'm I'm ready for it. Um, hopefully, we can get football this year. Um, maybe empty list arena uh, stadiums, which would be kind of new. But we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, it should be. But I mean, I know we I know there's no nothing really going on right now, so we're probably just grasping on to anything right now. They say LT was coming back. We'll take it. Nigga, sure. <laughs> put him put him in a jersey. Put him in a jersey right now. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor's coming back for the Giants in the middle linebacker. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I do, do from wire. She. 
Oh, man. Uh, this has been great. Uh, you guys get your excuses ready while you're quarantined. Um, quarantine and chill. Don't even Netflix. Just quarantine and chill. Uh, get your baby face Teddy Riley playlist on and just, you know, take it to pound town, man. Take it to pound town. Right. Uh, face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I have. Uh, Nick, thanks again for coming up here. Big bro. I appreciate you. Uh, sure. Give the family my love. Yeah. All right, man. I'll... All right, I'm about to go to and give my wife these hands. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for having me. No right. problem.